Coming live on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. A new day brings new topics. Our sports talk brings extensive debate and analysis by the host, expert contributors, and callers. We discuss it all. Join us weekdays at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Welcome to Never Had It So Good Sports Talk Radio. The Professional Contributors is up next. I am Princess Cooper with my co-host, Doug Riley. How are you, sir? Doing well, Princess. How about yourself? Doing good. Doing good. Also, my co-host, Tim Moore. How are you? I'm doing very well. I'm sort of in a pensive mode right now after that discussion we had on the previous program. It's really got me thinking an awful lot. That was That was good. That was really good. That was really good. And um, and, and like I'm I said, I'm going to put out a link on Bidwell. Go ahead, Doug. I'm proud of Princess. Princess, you on top of that Bidwell stuff. I read that junk, and I worked out there. I did an intern out there in uh, 2000, and that huh. Princess and, uh, worked along with uh, Rod Graves and uh, Vince Tobin wow. was the head coach. And uh, I worked with uh, Johnny Rowland, uh, Tim. Mm, mm. So, okay. so wow. when I read that, I was like, okay. But anyway, <laughs> that's sad. That, that, on, on so many levels. But get a, get an HR, get a department. But that is <laughs> that means you're relinquishing control, and that's really what they're trying to do. You know, um, for sure. All right, let's go ahead and get everybody in here. Uh, dun, dun, dun. I keep forgetting. Carlos Bradley, how are you? I am well, and yourself? Doing really good. Doing really good. Thank you for being on. Doc Basil, how are you? Oh, I already know how I'm you just... are. Go, go <laughs> Cougars. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, oh. Okay, that, that's, that's how we're starting. Okay. All right. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm sorry, Doc. I'm sorry, Doc. <laughs> Hey, Francis, we, we we need to find out who got the most mileage, uh, Tim or uh, Doc. Oh, I'm sure it's Doc. I know. <laughs> I'm sure it's Doc. Yeah. Yeah, Doc's all over Alaska, and then he's in Spain, and then, you know, he's running with the bulls and all of that kind of stuff. Doc, <laughs> he's got a new hip replacement. He's, he's running with the yeah. bulls. I'm ready. I'm ready now. <laughs> all right. Hold on right there. Will Harris, welcome to the show. Good evening. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing really All right, good. Will. Doing really good. Thank you for being on. Larry Tisdale, welcome to the show. Go Jets. All right. What's <laughs> up, fam? Good to be here with everybody. Okay. I'm, I've been petty enough. Duck, I'll say the rest for later. Go ahead, sir. All right, Chris, we're going to stay right with you. Come on. we got a little open mic going. What you, what you want to talk about tonight? I want to talk about my Florida Gators. Here in Columbia, South Carolina, um, with 10 minutes to go. No, I'm sorry, five minutes to go and down 10, they pull out a win. Now, I don't want to act like this was the Super Bowl or National Championship. It was the South Carolina Gamecocks. But I will continue to, to fly my Florida Gator flag here in Columbia, South Carolina. And if, and if you listen to Larry Tisdale and Tim Moore, there's no way I thought I'd be here in week seven and five and two. You know, my team was a mess. They're disorganized. They'd never seen anything like it in their lives, and they weren't going to make it. Even the cheerleaders were bad. Um, but I think, the, you know, so I got all of that um, for sure. But here we are, 5-2. and two, And, by the way, we have as much ACC wins as Miami um, Hurricanes do. They need some help, too. I had to get that part in there. Now, I want to do this today because, only because, Coming up, we have Georgia, Arkansas, LSU, Missouri, and FSU. I don't know if I'd see another win in the next five weeks. So go Gators right now. That's what my open hmm. mic is about. Uh, it is. Okay. It is. Doc, what you got for us, Doc? Okay. So I don't know. Maybe the kids are too young and – you know, maybe the coaches are too young, too, to remember Chris Berman and uh, Tom Jackson, but knock it down. Just knock it down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. 
And, and how come we how come we couldn't put Cole Taylor in there, a six seven receiver oh. like every other, every other, everybody else does to put somebody oh, there with some height oh, without six, a little height and channel challenge defensive backs. And then oh, my six, I mean six grandson back there. Yeah. And yeah, so then uh, you know so it was man it was the highest of the highs. No, we were dancing and singing when Huddy got the TD, and then it was like boom boom boom. When um <laughs> oh man that was just awful. Yeah, that was um, rough. And then of that all was... coaches to lose to, how can we lose to our former coach Huggy Be- Hug- Hug- Hogerson? It was ah, uh, it was just just so disappointing. <laughs> yeah, that was tough. All right, and Larry, <laughs> talk to us, Larry. Yeah. Open mic. What you got? Oh, uh, yeah, I probably go back to the Colorado game. Uh, it was disappointing to watch. Um what I believe is stuff off the field. Uh, after the sport going in up 29, you know, I cut it off for a little while too and came back and it started to become a game. So to see that and, you know, what's kind of materialized in the locker room, um, it's a little disheartening to see. Hopefully is not lost uh, lost his team uh, and that they bounce back. And I'm, I want to look at this as a learning lesson for him and his team. And he's probably protecting his son. Carlos, open mic. Carlos, what you got? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna go back to like NFL refereeing, right? <laughs> Who are just controlling the narrative of games? You know, like a couple weeks ago, Jets and the Chiefs. You know, questionable call at the end. You know, you got games yesterday. You got the Bills and the Giants, and just. You know, let the players play the game and decide the game, not let calls dictate extending games or plays continuing. I think that's becoming way too controlled. That's it. Okay. All right, uh, Tim, open mic. What you got? Yeah, I was. Um, I thought Carlos was gonna gonna take my beef. I mean, my uh, open mic uh, um, comment, but it's along the same lines of what he what he was saying. I saw, and I was trying to look before we went on the air uh, back at a highlight I saw from one of yesterday's games, I believe it was. Um, there was a play in the in the red zone where a defensive back came over and made a tremendous hit on a, on yes. a receiver, and he hit him yep. in the shoulder pad, and they called him uh, for an illegal hit to the head and neck. It was a clean yeah. hit. And I just think these guys are so oversensitive to uh, to head, uh, 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 not not head injuries, but, but, but blows to the head, that they're calling everything that's a hard hit illegal. And it really takes away from the game. And I think that particular call really made a difference in the outcome of that ball game. And it's a, it's a shame. Um, referees should not be doing that, especially when you have a replay when you can overturn these kind of calls. That that was ridiculous. They couldn't even review that one. They didn't even look at it. That was in the 49ers game, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, that's Correct. exactly. Yeah, the 49ers yeah. Game. 49ers game. Yeah. yeah, that kept the drive the going. The pass interference call was iffy, too. Yes, yeah. very. Terrible. Okay, Terrible. Uh, Will. Open mic, Will. What you got for us? Yeah, I think we're starting to see uh, Deion Sanders learn on the job as a coach. I think, you know, he's done a great job recruiting. He's done a great job building a culture, rebuilding this program. They've already exceeded their win total from last year, but I think now it's time to perfect the game management aspect for coaching, right? I mean, the small things like too many 12 split on the field penalties. You know, when you're up multiple scores like that, you know, is it okay to – run the ball a little bit, play some softer coverage, make them eat up some clock. And then Travis Hunter, you know, is he starting to – are those reps starting to wear out on him? I mean, Stanford was attacking him late in the game, so we see some fatigue there. So I think as he continues to play more games, he's going to start to get that in-game management stuff down, and I think that's when he'll take that next step. Okay. I want to stay right with you, Will, because I want to uh, talk to – well, who's, my, who's your top five this week? 
I'm going to still go with uh, Georgia. I still think they have the best uh, team out there, although I'm concerned with uh, Bauer, uh, Brock Bowers being out for this season. That's a big loss for them. Number two, I'm going to move Washington all the way up. And that's probably the, one of the better wins of the season. Very impressive with them. Number three, I'll go with Michigan. Number four, Florida State. And number five, uh, I'll go with Ohio State. Okay, Larry. Top five. Yeah, um, this wasn't impressive, Georgia. They not clicked on all cylinders. I got Michigan at number one. And that's hard for mm. me to put them there. Not a huge fan. Yeah. Um, Ohio State at number two. Penn State at number three. Washington at number four. Followed by Georgia. Drop down. It's the way they've been playing all the way to five. Yeah. I got. Okay, I have. Uh... Georgia, number one, um, Michigan, number two, Florida State, number three, Washington, four, and then Penn State, number five. Uh, Pressure? Okay, I have Michigan, one, Washington, two, FSU, three, breaks my heart, Georgia, number four, and um, uh, Penn State, number five. Oh, okay, Tim. And Brock yeah, Myers is having surgery. Yeah, my, mine hasn't changed since last week. I, I still got Georgia uh, as number one until somebody beats them. Um, I've got Michigan at number two, although I'm not sure what they are. Um, not because they haven't played well, because they have, uh, just because they haven't played anybody. Um, but I put them at number two. Uh, Florida State, number three. Uh, Penn State, who I still think, uh, and we'll find out soon, uh, beginning this week, I still think they're the best team in the Big Ten. And then Washington, who uh, really solidified my belief in them this week with the uh, the way they played that ball game against Oregon. Can I just ask Hello. everyone? Is no one con- can I just say this? Is no one concerned at the slow start by Georgia? Georgia was down to Vanderbilt. Yeah. Who yeah. Mill Creek or Buford High School could be? I. I think I think they played their competition. Because when they played Kentucky, they came out came out flying. But when they play lesser talented teams, they think I think they just just you know, like you said, come out slow. And everybody gives them their best shot. Right. Yeah, but Vandy can't give them a good shot. <laughs> you really Vandy got a shot to give them. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just not. Some, they don't have the horses on the other side. That's just, yeah. They just there's something missing. Well, with Sorry, Here we go. Um, I got Ohio State at one. Still looking for them to play better, um, and they go against Penn State this week. Um, I got Georgia second. I got Michigan three. I got Florida. I got Penn State four, and Florida State five. Okay, staying right with you, Carlos. I don't know if you saw the uh, Mizzou and Kentucky game. Some of it, um, I think. I think Kentucky like played out themselves like last week, and and like they've made, they've like exhausted everything they could do, and then now they're just kind of they Kentucky can, tends to do this every couple years, they kind of put together a somewhat good team and then start coming apart later in the year. Um, They might have reached their peak a week or two ago, and then Missouri just came on strong. That's what it looked like to me. I will. You'll take on it. Kentucky, Missouri. Yeah, Kentucky gave them the best shot early. Man, took a 14 nothing lead, but it's self-inflicted. Uh, errors. I mean, they what had twelve uh, penalties over a hundred uh, something yards in penalties alone. They had uh, three turnovers. That was, I think, those turnovers allowed Missouri to kind of pull away and make the score a lot more lopsided than I guess the game should have been. Um, I mean, Missouri. I don't. I mean, they weren't really that explosive offensively or anything. I just think Kentucky just kind of self imploded with the uh, penalties and turnovers and. Missouri did a great job of capitalizing and taking advantage of it. 
Okay. Uh, Tim, are we are we underestimating uh, Missouri? I was I was just thinking that, Doug. Uh, I think they're um, a lower top tier team in the SEC. I think they're just a, a they're a solid football team. Not not going to win a championship or anything like that. But they're I think they're a good football team. Um, and uh, you can't. They're the kind of team that's uh, if they're playing their best against an Alabama and Alabama or Georgia is playing their best, they won't win. But if you slip and make mistakes against the Missouri team, I think they'll beat you. Francis? Um, Carlos alluded to they reached their peak about two weeks ago. That was against Florida and 300 yards rushing. But since then, um, you know, they had a tough game against Georgia, and then I don't – I don't know if they misjudged Mizzou. They couldn't have because me looking at it, I mean, Missouri looks, you know, full of speed, and, and they really looked good. And they got up 14 nothing um, and stopped running the ball, speaking of Kentucky. They stopped running the ball, and Missouri took advantage of that. And now here we are um, that, you know, Kentucky is 5-2 and two and sitting in third place in the SEC East standing. Okay. Behind Florida. Doc. Uh, Doc. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree like with Carlos. I mean I think Kentucky's a little bit disappointing. Um you know, they kinda of start out each year and you think they're gonna do something and um and even though obviously Missouri's a good team is evident of how they played last week against Georgia, but you know, Kentucky coming off the loss, I mean I, I expected more from the Wildcats, especially at home. Um so, you know, disappointing. All right, uh, Larry. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know Mizzou was that good, and, and, and watching some of the highlights, I'm not sure that they really were. You know, this was a back-and-forth game. Uh, you know, con- you know, Kentucky jumping out, Mizzou coming back. And it wasn't to the fourth quarter that Mizzou started to pull away. So, you know, to some of, some of the guys already spoke about, you know, maybe they just blew it earlier in the year. And the interceptions and the turnovers really cost them. You know, he barely threw Uleary and then barely threw for 100 yards in the game. But everywhere else, the numbers were really pretty similar. Um, I just think after that loss, I think they came out and it was a, a five-round fight, and they only had three rounds in them. Um, they fought them <laughs> well hurt. for a while. Yeah, this <laughs> is it. And they just couldn't sustain it, and then it was over, and they ran away with it. And to somebody, I think Tim may have said, it is somewhat disappointing to be playing at home. Um, I thought and expected a little more out of them, out of Kentucky. Can I just say this? Kentucky didn't score any points in the fourth quarter, and only seven in the the second half together. Missouri had almost 20 points in the fourth quarter. Somewhere down the line, I don't know what happened, but Missouri dominated that game by the time the fourth quarter started. They're not bad. Yeah, I'm going to stay with you, Larry. Washington and Oregon. Uh, well, obviously, I, I love I love the quarterback play. I think he's the game changer. Um, they could light it up, and he changes the game of how you have to play when he's in the game, Tennis. I think he's the front runner for the Heisman. Um, I think I picked Washington to win this. So it was not unexpected for me to watch how he just, He's a next-level quarterback, um, and the team follows him. He has enough athletic ability, puts the ball where it needs to be. He's got his wide receivers playing at an elite level. Um, if they could play any kind of defense, they could really make a run for this. But I think that's, uh, that will come back to bite them. Okay. Uh, Carlos? Where, uh, which game are you on? I'm sorry. Oregon we talked about Washington. Kentucky. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. That was a good game. Um, well fought back and forth, and, you know, Washington just prevailed in the end. But uh, I think it was tough play on both sides, and Washington just eked it out. Okay. Uh, Will? It's one of the better games of the weekend or the season for that uh, matter. I thought uh, Penix played extremely well. Um, he's probably the Heisman front runner right now. He's got a great 
uh, core receivers, a lot of speed, playmaking ability there. Um, Oregon also got their own share of playmakers. I thought their receiver, Franklin, made some fantastic catches throughout the game. Uh, this thing, Dan Landing, I think Oregon's coach made a lot of mistakes in this game. I think he passed on field goals inside his own five-yard line twice, and that cost him. And then late in the game, instead of punting, he goes for it in, on midfield and gives Washington good field position. So, I mean, those coaching decisions come back to bite you in the end, especially close games like this. I tend to like to take the three points knowing the game's going to come down to the wire. Okay, uh, Jim. Yeah, great ball game. Um, I think that Washington's a playoff caliber team. I, I, I think so. Um, they, uh, I think they're, they're the only real test I've seen is out of conference was uh, Michigan State, and they dominated them. But Michigan State uh, was dealing with the announcement of the Mel Tucker situation that week. Um, so I think I think the jury may be still out, but they look like a playoff team to me. Um, but great ball game. Uh, Precious. It was a great ball game. And maybe I was secretly rooting against Oregon and that head coach because of his comments earlier in the year. I don't know. But I thought Bo Nix played pretty well, um, you know. But I thought Penix was the difference in this game. He, he did, was not rattled at all um, and really looked good. I thought Washington looked good, and I thought about Coach Donald Jones the entire game that he was rooting for this too. And, and I think I agree with Tim that maybe they are a Final Four or they are a playoff contender um, for sure, but a really good game. And, and even after all of that, uh, Oregon had a chance to win at the end or at least to tie the game. Doc? The new dominant team this year, you're right. Yes, I think, uh, as everyone's mentioned, you know, Penix played a great game. He, You know, they kind of got after him and beat him up a little bit. But, um, you know, he made the throws that he needed to make when it counted. And, you know, like Prentice said, you know, field goal kickers. Uh, my friend Pat Randolph said he just hates kickers. Um, I was I was hoping <laughs> that the Washington kicker was going to make it um, so we could see a little bit more football. And and another field rush. I mean, Washington, y'all were favored at home, and they still rushed the field. Yeah. Yeah. I want to stay right with you, uh, Doc. Uh, UNC Miami. So, you know, I think after last week, you know, a lot of us thought that maybe Miami was going to struggle, um, you know, to regroup from the gas they had Georgia Tech. But to their credit, they came out you know, strong, especially in the second quarter and, you know, even up going into the halftime. But I guess Mac Brown must have made one of those Newt Rotney speeches at halftime because the Tar Heels came out in the third quarter and just put him on. And, and then <laughs> after that, it was just, that was, that was it. That was the game. The third quarter killed him. Okay. Uh, Precious, UNC Miami. North Carolina, the Tar Heels are 6-0. and and made through for four touchdown passes. You know, I've been down on this team, and, okay, they're not going to, and, you know, but they are are undefeated at this point. And sitting at, I guess, 12 or whatever rankings you look at, um, kudos to, to Matt Brown because, again, I watched a little bit of, this, a bit of this game, and in the third quarter they just looked unbeatable and scored um, three touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, good win, and Miami is on the down, downward spiral, and I think Cristobal is in tr- trouble, uh, um, especially after last week, and the fact that they don't have an ACC win. Okay, uh, Will, Miami, UNC, you down there in Miami, what's going on, Will? Yeah, it's going to be tough for them to bounce back after last week. I thought they started out pretty strong, but I mean, I'm happy for uh, Tez Walker from North Carolina after going through that issues with the eligibility. He came out and had a great game. Uh, Drake May looks like he's one of the better quarterbacks in the country. And I mean, between North Carolina and Florida State, I think those are going to be your top two teams in the ACC. But, yeah, too many mistakes from Miami, and I just think it, so North Carolina was just a better team. Uh, Carlos. Yeah, the uh, May-Walker combination – Turned, turned out to be way too much for Miami. I think Miami has some some talent, but I, I honestly think 
their downfall is their coach. And I think he's in jeopardy of, like, if he hasn't already, losing that team in their direction. So, um, you know, he made made a dumb mistake last week. He's made the same mistake at University of Oregon. Um, I think, you know, it might be questioning him. So Miami is on the ropes. Good win for Carolina. All right, Larry. North Carolina is moving into that upper tier. I think I think they're very fortunate to have, you know, great coaching. Uh, Drake May kind of solidifies that, that uh, quarterback position, that leadership, and they kind of follow him. But then it paired up with, with that running game. They almost, you know, the running back Hampton had almost 200 yards. And then you combine that with Walker and his PDs. They dominated on the offense at every level. Um, and, with the, and, again, when you have a running game, even with Miami, who was fighting, uh, and then that running game kind of warmed down and then the quick strike for the touchdown. Uh, Drake May, Mac, uh, man, they, they, they're probably even higher this week than, than the 10 or 12 than they were. That was a great win for them because I think Miami was fighting for it twice. Okay, Tim? Yeah, North Carolina's back. That's, that's a good football team. Uh, I'm like Princess. They're 6-0. and um, they have looked impressive in several of their wins. And I think, uh, to me, the defense is the difference uh, with this team and last year's team. Um, I think they'll probably be in the ACC championship game. Did we lose Duck? Oh, Maybe. I'm sorry. Uh, staying with you, Tim. Uh, USC, Notre Dame. Well, my Dennis Green impression again, they are who we thought they were. Um, they played no defense. <laughs> they played no defense. That's all I got to say. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, Will Harris. <laughs> yeah, this defense, that leaky defense finally caught up with USC, and then offensively, I mean, that was a disaster, too. I think Caleb Williams had no help from his offensive line, and those times that he does have blocking, it looks like he's just always trying to do too much and forcing things. It's one of his worst games I've seen from him, but we'll see if he bounces back. Carlos. Big win for Notre Dame. Um, You know, we're all pulling for the coach there, but um, what really seemed to prove out here was their defensive line was getting after it, and USC had nothing for them up front. I mean, they were just literally beating them up. Caleb was running for his life and didn't have a lot of time, but um, Hardman came back, looked better this week than he did last, and uh, Notre Dame looked good. Big win for Notre Dame. And, and, and it shouldn't be. This is probably the most impressive game for me for watching Notre Dame. And I understand the poorest uh, uh, defense from USC. But they just look different to me this week. They look faster. They look more confident. Um, Hartman's always going to give you an opportunity. He played a really good game. Um, and and, and uh, you just mentioned that defensive line uh, was giving uh, Caleb, you know, fits the entire day. And then every time they did, he thought he was Patrick Mahomes and trying, you know, the comparison. And he was doing and trying to do, and three interceptions later, yeah, it just fell apart. And once it got going, it kept going. But I was impressed with the way Notre Dame played, not necessarily the score, but the way they played as a team, fast, you know, tough. And I hadn't seen that really for an entire game for a while. Well, you know, Larry, okay, you know, uh, Larry the, the media has been telling him that he was Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 you could see yeah. some of his throws very, 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 yeah, very, yeah. I, I, and, and unfortunately, he's not there yet. Yeah, I, I want to know uh, from Doc if uh, if it, it was, you know, if that was true. Did you think he was uh, Patrick Mahomes? You know, some of the games, I actually think he 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 uh, he was as close as he can be, especially. Uh, a college version of, of Mahomes, but you know this was, I think, one of the worst games he's played, um, and his line didn't do him any favors. 
Um, I think Freeman came up with a good game plan, and and as mentioned, the defensive line kind of got after them. And then even every time, like USC, they seemed to be making a little run, they would score, and then to the fighting Irish's credit, you know, they snuffed it out and they'd answer with a score before the um, USC could kind of keep their momentum. And um, so as everyone's mentioned, I think it's a good win for Notre Dame. And, you know, I think USC's got to regroup. I mean, they, they knew their defense wasn't any good, but now their offense is shaky. So we'll have to see going forward. Still there? Okay. Uh, one of some of the princes, you heard what Carlos and Larry said. Is, is, is it true that you uh, that Notre Dame knew a uh, USC snap count? <laughs> you uh, no, I I don't know. You you never know about those things, but they look fast. Notre Dame really put pressure on Caleb Williams, and I thought he tried to do too much, and he looked pedestrian at best, and and made a lot of mistakes um, trying to be an NFL quarterback before he's in the, the NFL. But Notre Dame's defense came to play. Um, and, and, you know, three interceptions, I think, um, two recovered fumbles. They, they really uh, harassed uh, Caleb Williams and USC all day long. And they had no answer for Notre Dame, 48 points. And when USC got a, close, I think um, Doc says this, um, you know, Notre Dame answered. So a good win. And a lot predicted this. Except for Kevin Walker said, USC is going to come back and win this game. I think he bet $5 on it. And I wanted to take the bet <laughs> with three minutes ago, but I think it was too late. You know. October 21st games, Tim. Uh, can I ask Princess a question before we get into this? Who's number 56? Oh, yeah. Say that again. Who's number 56 for the Cowboys? I don't know. I, haven't I, I, think, I think he just got kicked out before the game got started. He he ran over into the Chargers huddle and started right. throwing punches. Oh, uh, that's my Is yeah. that Vander? Yeah. Uh, no, he's hurt. Yeah. No, he's, he's 55. Anyway. Yeah, number 56. Okay. He was throwing punches. But anyway, uh, this week's game, um, Clemson and Miami. Let's start with Carlos. What do you think? Oh, 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 Tim, oh, Tim, I'm sorry, Tim. 56, they say he ain't supposed to be dressed. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be planned, don't you think? I don't know. I don't. It was stupid. Oh, <laughs> it was really boy. stupid. Oh, yeah. yeah. The real thing is, is becoming more WWE than anything. People – fighting before games, talking crap about, oh, what, what you're going to do next week, all that. This is all is not professional. It does not look good. The NFL product is not looking good right now. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Carlos, Carlos, what do you think of Clemson and Miami this week? Uh, these are two teams that have been a little bit disappointing this season. Yes. Um, I'm going Clemson here just because they've seen – to be getting their thing together as Miami seems to not be getting their thing together. So I'm going with Clemson. Uh, Doc Basil, what are you thinking? Clemson Tigers and Miami? You know, I think, like Carlos said, I think Clemson's been playing better, but, uh, you know, Miami can't afford to lose three in a row. Um, and as mentioned, I mean, Cristobal, he's probably on the hot seat, so I guess we'll see if they play for him um, basically on on Saturday. So I, I think Miami's going to pull it out. I'm going for the upset. Bill, what do you think? Clemson and Miami. Yeah, I got Clemson all the way. I think he's lost this team already. I'm not sure they believe in each other or their coaches. I still remember the faces after last week, and I don't think they're going to recover. I think they go down with another L. Okay. Will Harris, what do you think? Clemson and Miami. Yeah, I'm going to go Clemson as well. It's like they're playing, uh, getting hot at the right time. Okay, Princess, uh, two disappointing teams so far that uh, we both know have uh, a lot of talent on the roster. Yeah. Um, Clemson is favored, and they're headed to Miami. And I think that says a lot about the direction of both of these programs. And so I'm going to give Clemson the nod. Okay, Duck, what are your thoughts on this one? How can I go against another Mountaineer? Miami. Okay. Uh, oh, let me say, 
let me say let me stay with you, uh, Duke and uh, Florida State. Uh, I, I got to go with I'm. A, I think uh, with that quarterback being hurt, I got to go Florida State. Okay, um, Carlos, what do you what are you thinking? Duke and Florida State. Duke's having a good year. Duke is having a good year, and so is Florida State. Um, where's the game? <laughs> True. Florida. I'm not sure. Tallahassee. It's in Tallahassee. At, at, yeah, it's in Tallahassee. Yeah. Duke. Oh. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with Duke here. Oh, wow. Go out on the limb. Okay. Oh, wow. Oh. Oh, wow. yeah. Okay, Will Harris, what are, you, what are you thinking? Duke and uh, Florida State. Yeah, we'll go with Florida State this week, especially with uh, Duke's quarterback, uncertainty with his ankle. Okay, Doc Basil, are you going to be in Tallahassee this weekend? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, if I would be anywhere, it'd be in uh, Columbus. But um, you know, if this game was in Raleigh and the quarterback wasn't hurt, I might pick uh, Duke for an upset. But I think the Seminoles—they're playing really well, and they—you know—they. I'm not sure if I'd go as far as say they're back, but I, I think they have been playing really well. So give me the Seminoles in Tallahassee. Okay, Larry, what do you think of Florida State and Duke? I'm sorry. I'm just trying to watch this cowboy get kicked out on the replay of the game. Okay. Um, Stay focused, Larry. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm not sorry. Um, It's too much. It it is way too much for them to overcome. Um, They are on, it looks like it's a team, a program on the way back up again. And with the injuries to Duke, and again, if this was somewhere neutral they were playing, I I might give Duke a chance. Uh, This looks like a two-touchdown loss. Okay, Princess, what are you thinking? Lord, I'm rooting for Duke, but I think that Florida State is playing some of the best football I've seen all year, and that saddens me. Um, And who was the player that Dino Baber said when they made him, um, God was showing out? That wide receiver um, um, is really good. But I think Florida State wins this, but I'm pulling for Duke. Okay. Let me stay with you. Um, big one in Columbus. Um, Penn State finally got a quarterback, uh, got a great running game, um, going into Columbus to play an Ohio State team that I think has been sort of lackluster in my opinion. Um, what do you think? I'm thinking Penn State wins this. And I don't, I don't really think it's going to be close. Now they scored 63 points on Saturday, but that's against UMass. But I don't think this is a, a, a close game. I think Penn State's defense is just as good as their offense. And Ohio State has sputtered at best most of the time and then come through in the third and fourth quarter. I think Penn State wins at the shoe. Okay. Um, Larry Tisdale, you're in Pennsylvania. What are you thinking? What, what are you hearing? Penn State, Ohio State. Man, that's, that's a bold prediction for Penn State to go in there and win this one. But I might have to They don't win much. Yeah, no, I, I've not been impressed, you know, with the way Ohio State's been playing. They've kind of been, again, sputtering, and then every so often they would hit Marvin, which opens everything up for them to blow the game open. But I've not been particularly, you know, uh, happy with the way they've been playing. That defensive line from Penn State will get after them and cause a lot of problems. And I think they pulled this one out. And I don't know the last time they won one down there, but I think they pulled this one out. I think the offense is stable enough this year with their quarterback, uh, which they have not had in the past few years. Okay. Well, Harris, uh, Penn State has not won uh, in Columbus in quite a while. Uh, I think the team Jason was on uh, one, and then uh, there might have been one other that won, but they don't win in Columbus very often, but they've got a good one going in there this weekend. What are you thinking? And this is one of the better chances I think they have to go in and uh, get the win. I think, you know, the, you look at Penn State in years past, they just haven't had the consistency at the quarterback position. I think now that that's been addressed, yeah. we've seen a lot better team this year. But I just can't go against Ohio State at home. I think they're loaded at wide receivers, deep at running back, a lot of playmakers there. Uh, even though they've been up and down all year, Penn State looks better. But I just think Ohio State's going to pull this one off at home. Okay, Carlos, what are, you, what are your thoughts, Penn State going into Columbus? No, I mean, this is a big game. Um, Penn State team looks looks the best it's looked in a while, offensively and defensively. But I just feel like Ohio State has another level that Penn State is going to push them to. 
And I'm going with Ohio State here. Okay, Doc, what are, what are you thinking? Of? You know, I hate to go against my boy Terry Smith, but, um, you know, Franklin hasn't fared well in these, you know, big track work in these big games like this, especially on the road. Um, you know, the last time Penn State beat Ohio State at all was in 2016, and they've lost six straight. So I think it's going to be seven straight. Give me Ohio State. Okay, Duck, uh, what, wow. what do you think? Penn State? Ohio. And thank you, Tim, for not saying the kitty cats. Thank you, Tim. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this this year, I think the kitty cats, and I hate to even say that, so I hope Jason and them not listening. I think the kitty cats can pull it out. I'm going to okay, replay Francis. it for everybody. Francis, we, we, did we get you on this one? Um. Yes. I think, yeah, no. sure did. I picked Penn State. Okay, Doug, uh, Tennessee and Alabama, I think they're in uh, Tuscaloosa this year. Uh, what are you thinking there? <laughs> well, I don't think I'm going to hear Rocky talk, so I better go with <laughs> Nick Staten. Nick Staten and Joe Pinter. Okay. Uh, Carlos, uh, Tennessee got them last year in Knoxville, but they're going to Tuscaloosa this year. What are you thinking? I'm thinking Alabama. I mean, they, they got to play for something coming out of last year. They, I think Milrose is, is, is rounded into what he is. He can throw the deep ball. He can run. Football is getting a little better. Um, I think Alabama is still something they want to prove, and uh, I'm, I'm going with Alabama. Okay, Princess, what are you thinking, uh, Tennessee and Alabama? I'm looking forward to this game, Tim, because somebody's going to lose. I can't stand either one of them. And besides both of them losing, one of them's going to lose. So I, I, I'll, I'll pick Bama just because I'm sick of Rocky Top in the morning and at night and all of that. Kind of stuff. <laughs> okay, Larry Tisdale, what are you thinking? Tennessee going to Tuscaloosa? <laughs> you know, that's a, tough, that's a tough ask for them to go in there and play. Uh, Milton's not been playing great. They've been somewhat inconsistent. Uh, I know Alabama's going to come out strong. But for some reason, I think Milton finally comes out and has a really good game, and they pull this one out. Plus, I can't root for Alabama. Um, so I've got Tennessee pulling a stunner out <laughs> in uh, Tuscaloosa. But you can root yeah, for Tennessee? Tennessee. I, oh, my listen, God. I feel, I, I feel I can't. I'll do Tennessee before I can do Alabama. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can't uh. do it. Yeah. Doc? Um, so, you know, yeah, Tennessee has won three straight after losing to Florida, but um, – now, as as mentioned, Bama's been playing better, and I think you know each week. And I think Milrow is, you know, throwing that deep ball, and they remember losing to Tennessee and in, in, uh, Knoxville last year. So, I think Bama's going to prevail in Tuscaloosa. Okay. Doc, repeat uh, that what, again. What did you say in the beginning, Doc? I didn't hear you. No. I said they won three straight after <laughs> losing to uh, Florida, the Gators. Okay. Okay. Oh, Thank you. Anyway. I heard Tim go, oh, Lord. <laughs> anyway, Will Harris, what do you think? Tennessee going to Alabama? Yeah, I think Alabama's going to pull this off. I mean, they're winning quick, close games this year. It's a different makeup of a team. I think Nick Saban's doing a good job considering the talent on the roster. Milrose improving week after week, so I think they'll take this. Okay, let me stay with you, Will. Um, USC seems to be faltering a bit. Um, Utah uh, kind of been under the radar after losing one game, I believe, uh, but they played fairly good football. Um, what do you think is going to happen there? Yeah, Utah's had their number for a while now, so I think they'll continue this streak here. I think USC got exposed a bit, but they haven't had already on defense. You get pressure on Caleb Williams. They can't protect him either, and he's prone to mistakes. I think Utah continued that streak over USC. Okay, Doc Basil, what do you think in Utah and USC? Yeah, as as uh, Will mentioned, you know Utah beat they beat USC twice last year, including in the Pac-12 championship when everybody thought that USC was going to to the playoffs. Um, so I know this game's in Los Angeles, but you know I think Utah is going to copy the blueprint that Notre Dame had last week as far as defensively, and they're coming off a bye. So give me the Utes. Okay, Carlos. Um, ooh, who we got here? I'm sorry. Utah and USC. Yes. 
Um, I'm going Utah. I think, you know, they've been strong in, in particularly a D-line, and I think USC has shown their weaknesses. Um, I think Utah will prevail. Larry Tisdale, Utah, USC. Yeah, they're heading in opposite directions. I like the consistency from uh, Utah, and I think we've seen that there's no defense on the other side. I like uh, Utah running away with this. Okay. Is Cam Rising even back? I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not Say that sure again? I don't think so. Cam Rising. Cam Rising. I don't, I, don't, I don't think he's back yet. Okay. I don't know. I, 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 think, I don't think he's coming back, honestly. No. I don't either. Okay. I don't think so either. Yeah. What was his injury, I think he's just being a smoke screen. Say that again? ACL. What was his ACL, injury? I think, right? ACL? ACL. Yeah, ACL. ACL. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's probably not coming. Princess, uh, Utah um, had a big win to start the season, and then, uh, you know, they lost one. You know what? You could go good. ahead and just hush your mouth for sure. He puts up, builds you up, and he tears you down. Exactly. See that? <laughs> wow. Um, I'm not – Utah I, – I see USC comes back and wins this game. Um, after last week, they're favored by seven. I think they score at least a 14-point win. I'm not picking Utah playing marbles. Okay. Duck, what are you thinking? Utah and USC. Uh, I'm with Princess. I don't know if it's, if it's marbles or jack rocks, but anyway, I'm not, I'm not picking Utah. I'm not picking Utah either because I, I feel that, uh, that I'm not, I'm not impressed with them. And, and, and I'm not impressed with USC's defense, but I think they'll be up to play Utah. So I'm going to take USC. Okay. Thank uh, you, Doug. Duck. I like you, Doug. Uh-oh. Okay, let me say so something else. All right. Come out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm coming to Will. What pro, what pro game did you watch, Will? Watch the Miami Dolphins versus the Panthers. Um, Panthers got to a 14 nothing lead, but basically just spotted Miami the lead, and it was all Dolphins after that. Dolphins offense setting records. They look like they're primed to make a run. I just hope the Panthers can do something to help their rookie quarterback, Bryce Young, out because they've looked awful so far to start the year. Yeah, it looked like they had uh, Colorado's Talcos, both Talcos blocking for them. But anyway, uh, Carlos, what game did you watch? I watched the Niners lose to Cleveland um, in a hard-fought game. Uh, I did think the Niners were going to pull it out, but they missed the field goal at the end. But Cleveland uh, Cleveland played tough. They played tough D, which we know they have, and their offense was managed fairly well. Um, I also watched the Eagles and the Jets and – from the start of this game, nothing looked right. I mean, the Eagles' game <laughs> plan. Yes, the Eagles' game <laughs> plan just seemed to be backwards. I mean, you just established that you can run the ball. You held the ball two minutes in the third quarter to eight minutes left in the fourth quarter against the Rams, and then you go forty-five okay. passes to twenty-two runs against the Jets who have like the 26th ranked run defense in the league. So I don't know what was going on. It was the worst game I've seen Hurts play uh, since he's been a pro. And they just looked completely out of sync. Uh, And the Jets, you know, they played their strong D. And Zach Wilson didn't play bad. So they pulled it out. But the Eagles looked absolutely horrendous. Okay, Larry, uh Before you pick the games that you watch, is it true that Jalen Hurts at halftime was uh, selling his merchandise? <laughs> I think I think there was a thread going on the way they look. Um, it's funny, you know. Carlos like literally sold you know everything carbon copy. I watched that you know the Browns Forty Nine ers, great defensive ball game, a lot of ball control. Um, 
for Peter Brown to pull that out was nice to see. Uh, I did watch the Eagles, and I said this, and, and I, even Princess said this, the Eagles have been winning, but they've not looked great. They've not hit on all cylinders. Um, and that came to, you know, that's who came to bear uh, yesterday. Um, it, it looks like the offense of Brian Johnson is just not that consistent with what he wants to do out there, uh, whether it is run or pass. I think there's some egos um, that need to be dealt with, and I know they said they had a, a, a conversation, a meeting, um, at the end, so uh, that was the game. And then the last game I watched uh, was the Cowboys Chargers game, and to watch the way the Cowboys lost that game was my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Kim <laughs> McKinney worse than y'all did yesterday. <laughs> I agree. Buddy. <laughs> that was so. I'm not even go back to you though. <laughs> oh man! Okay. That was so okay. cute. <laughs> All right, Doc. What, what game did you watch, Doc? Yeah, I, I watched the, the tail end of the uh, 49ers Browns game. Uh, but I, but like was mentioned, with, like Carlos, I watched the Philly um, Jets game, and uh, and yeah, hurt. He, I, I was actually watching today, and they were kind of showing some of, you know, Dan Olasky was showing some of his. Uh, Passes. He he looked real shaky in the pocket, and um, he he seemingly ran a lot more than he kind of has this year, at least. Um, he just refused to kind of take the check downs, and you know they got to figure out something what's going on with Devontae. They they don't seem to be able to get him the ball, and I think there's a little bit of rumblings with that. So, um, but yeah, that's that's the the main game I watched yesterday. All right, Princess, what did you what did you watch? I watched the Browns and the 49ers in the pregame. They were fighting back and forth, and Cleveland actually um, started that whole, you know, meeting them in on the field and um, and pregame warmups. And and then the announcer said, "Why poke the bear? You know, they're really going to get beat now um, for sure." And the 49ers did not look good. And then Debo goes out, and then McCaffrey goes out with an oblique injury. And Brock Purdy didn't really look good that whole game, and the Browns came to play. And I think that quarterback who replaced Deshaun Watson Walker, he didn't have a you know an excellent game, but he did enough to win that game. Um, so congratulations to the Browns. And as Mercury Moore said, no one's on my street. There's no undefeated team. And then I watched the Eagles and the Jets, and I was mad at Tim Moore because Sauce Gardner was not playing, so I was trying to text him in church. But anyway, I got a chance to see the game, and and Hurst did not look good. And the Eagles, I don't know if this has happened all season, they didn't score at all in the second half. Um, And um, the cheerleaders were awful. The coaches were awful. And I'm worried about this team. I'm really – I think – I don't know where they're going after this. No Jets. Well, well, for instance, I think part of Purdy's uh, – his, his problem was uh, right before the game started, when they were coming in, what's called uh, the Browns had on Mountaineer uniforms. So he <laughs> could have been a little bit in that 30-minute cycle. <laughs> Then the Jets had on 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 Mountaineer too, because you know everybody was afraid. But no points in the second half for the Eagles. Did I mention that? Yeah. Did I, I mention that? that yeah. Okay. And Hurts had three good. interceptions. Did not look good. All right. What what did you have, Phil? Well, Brees Hall. We get petty there. Yeah. Brees Hall is an emerging star. Really petty. And, yeah. Brees Hall is an emerging star in the league. And uh, the quarterback didn't lose it for us. Yeah. Okay. All right, so let's is go Zach Wilson played yeah. better than Jalen Hurts? Yeah, oh, I, okay. I think he did. Uh, he played all right. okay. <laughs> Prince is taking his shots. Okay. All right. Tim, right quick. Is it, you beefing about anything? Uh, making I'm us not go, beefing. Hmm. But I was I was in a hotel in Kingsport, Tennessee. Uh, I saw West Virginia uh, catch a pass with like uh, t- twelve seconds left, and and by the time I got up to my room, uh, things had turned around. Oh boy! And then and then uh, then I got a phone call that same uh, the next night from Duck uh, about eleven o'clock was telling me uh, how Colorado was you know all over uh, Stanford, 
And uh, the next morning I woke up and um, somebody told me in the lobby that they had lost the game. And and, and I looked on the uh, lineup here today and neither one of those games were, were, were listed on the on the pregame uh, uh, list. Uh, it's just things that make you go, hmm. Maybe you need to go back to sleep. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Who woke up to him? All right. Come on, William. What you got for us? You're beefing them making us go home. I'm beefing with uh, officiating in both the NFL and college football. I think receivers go across the middle. What's the DB supposed to do? He can't get them to knock the ball loose, but they want him to let them catch the ball, then make the tackle. I mean, it just needs to – Let's let football be football again and let DBs make plays on the ball. And I think referees should know enough to judge intent because he's not trying to knock the guy out of the game or intentionally hurt him and kind of have give them some leeway on that. It's so hard to be a defender nowadays. Yeah. Okay, Carlos, beefing on making us go. Uh, I'm going to go beef. I'm going to just stay with my earlier conversation, but um, regarding the refereeing, it's just, it just seems like they're controlling the game way too much, and I think that's really going to hurt the game. Um, with calls, you got with, with hits that aren't even reviewable, they just say, oh, that was a bad hit. Move on, first down, 15 yards. Right. So I think that's the problem. I think that needs to be cleaned up. Okay, Larry, beefing, I'm making this go, hmm. Uh, just to go home to, to you know to, to, to revisit the Colorado, and not even the game, but is you know Dion's management of his team. Um, I'm hoping that this was just you know an outlier, and that these kids aren't doing and nil deals at halftime and everything. I'm hoping this is something where he tried to be flashy, of 29, and it kind of backfired, and his father. And coach is taking care of him and that team, and he's going to eat that one. But um, I'm hoping to see something next week a little better. Doc, you beefing? I'm making us go, hmm. I think we go, hmm. So, you know, maybe I don't know that much about football, but, you know, if I, as I've watched over the past few years with the Vaughn Millers and the Bosa's and the T.J. Watts, you know, all these pass rushers seem to have, like, a similar body type um, and the tackles don't. And, you know, they can't seem to block them at all. So it seems like the offensive tackles should be a little bit slimmer, maybe sleeker, and have more athleticism like the defensive ends so they can combat that. Because it's, it's not like they're blocking, you know, they need that girth to block like, like back in the day where it's just run-oriented. So I, I don't understand why the tackles don't have more of a body style like the, the guys they're blocking. Okay. Princess, beefing and making us go, hmm, and then take us out of here. Well, I'm definitely beefing, and I don't understand why the University of South Carolina picked us as their homecoming um, opponent, and I'm beefing with the guy that said go cox to me while I was in public grocery store, and for the woman who said it to me while I was at FedEx. So um, go Gators, that is my beef for sure. Uh, don't pick us as a homecoming. Didn't you again? Ooh. Shane Beamer, Spencer Rattler. <laughs> it's so disrespectful. Dang, and okay. then cocky, cocky. The 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 mascot was doing the gator chomp once they got up in. Uh, how did that work out for you, cocky? So I'm beefing with all of that. Thank you, gentlemen, <laughs> for allowing me to be petty. Um, I'm gonna go and will and pray for my Cowboys. It, we can't have a week where the Cowboys and the Eagles lose in the same week. Um, I will have no material next week. A shout out to Tori Martin and and number ninety one, the mother of number ninety one. She's listening. A shout out. Um, very good game by Sean Martin. I, I like that dude. He he's made from good stock for sure. Doug, do you know him? I'm. I'm th- let me think. No, no, I, I, I know him. I know him because of Doc. Doc was calling him <laughs> Leon Lex. So yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Will Harris, Carlos Bradley, Larry, Larry Tisdale. Did I forget anybody? Tim Moore, Duck Riley, and Doc. Um, hopefully, it's a better week. Are you all on bye week this week, Doc? Uh, Mountaineers. Uh, no, no, that we was play a Oklahoma couple State. Weeks ago. Yeah, okay. Oklahoma State. Yeah, Oklahoma State. 
Okay. That was, All right. That, that, was, that was Dante Fowler that threw the punch. Uh, okay. Oh, Dante Fowler, a, a Gator? Wow. Wow. Okay. Now that makes sense. He's not playing right, for sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, gentlemen, thank you. I appreciate all of you all, and have a great week. You oh, oh, Francis. oh, yeah. It was right. Dante Fowler. And I see the, the Pouncy boys on the sideline. <laughs> Are they really? Are you serious? Or are you just playing? <laughs> and, and he's oh, that bodyguard. They're, they're his bodyguards, right? Oh, okay. No, they were Aaron Hernandez's bodyguards. I That's know. who. I know. That didn't work out. <laughs> that didn't work out. Chico's gone. He's he's gone home. All right, never had it so good. Thank you, gentlemen. We will see you tomorrow. I think we got it's happening at sports at 6 p.m. and then the professional professional experts at 7 p.m. I can't wait to talk to Jay Hayes. He went to Moscow to see his Idaho. I don't even know what they're called up there, but. Well, I can't wait to the talk. I've never had a so good. Vandals. Vandals. Thank you, mm-hmm. Alexa. Yeah, there it is. All right. <laughs> never had it so good. <laughs> All right. Be, be good, fam. Be safe. Be good. That Monday night game. Thank you, Jeff. Go to J-E-T-F.